The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, will join us in just a minute. <clears throat> and, you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. You know, we always want to bring you the best in current leadership topics, you know, interview with proven leaders. We're also very interested in evidence-based practices that can help you develop more leaders in your organization. And so today, we're going to talk with Grace uh, Kiolay. And Grace is the CEO and founder of Half the Sky Institute. Half the Sky Institute. And we'll hear a little bit more about what that is. But let me tell you about uh, Grace first. So Grace is a uh, powerhouse, seasoned HR and talent executive. Grace's work rests on the four cornerstones of leadership. I like these because they all start with R. My name starts with R for really. So I like all this relationship, reputation, results, and resilience. So let me say that again. Relationships, reputation, results, and resilience. Using these pillars, CEOs, executives, and professionals elevate their leadership and transcend their perceived limitations, achieving sustained business and personal success. So whether she's captivating audiences or coaching one-on-one, Grace's leadership inspires change. And she's a veteran of the telecommunications industry. Grace was a senior vice president of talent and the first ever vice president of talent management and leadership diversity at Comcast Cable Corporation. Between her many innovative programs, Grace implemented a management process to identify top internal leaders and leadership pathways for Comcast. So I'm really interested to hear about this. Grace mentioned that she just retired from Comcast, so she's going to bring a wealth of her experience, you know, to us and to our audience on this call. Uh, over 3,000 Comcast directors now participate in this process, you know, that she helped, she helped create at Comcast. Uh, Grace will share the excitement for her new endeavor, Half the Sky Leadership Institute, which is focused on building women leaders. And so before we bring on Grace, um, let me say a little bit about leadership development news. And so for all those folks who have been listening for us for a while, we've been on the air now I think over, over six years, you're familiar with Dr. Kathy Greenberg. And Kathy coaches leading executives and entire companies on her proven happiness equals profit work-life strategies. Kathy has been named the first lady of happiness by ABC TV. Dr. Greenberg's authored multiple popular books on the science of happiness. So things like What Happy Companies Know, her latest number one bestseller, What Happy Working Mothers Know. 
and she's been working on a whole new series of fearless leadership. Uh, Kathy touches millions of lives as an in-demand speaker, TV, radio, and media personality. She's the founder of the renowned uh, executive consultancy, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy uh, People, and she actively supports research on happiness, positive psychology, offers a lot of friendly tips. She has a, a spot on ABC's The Morning Blend, and also Kathy has a new free iPhone app called Your Happiness Now where you can actually see a picture of Kathy and hear some excerpts from from her book. Um, a little quick background for me, Dr. Rowan Nadler. I'm a, a licensed psychologist, master certified coach, and uh, my book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, has uh, a ton of information for folks um, who want to improve your emotional intelligence yourself, but also for your um, direct reports and how do you bring them to become top 10% uh, performers. This top 10%, as we'll talk with Grace about, is somewhat of a tipping point. And what I mean by that is if you can get yourself or you can get others into the top 10%, they're going to be um, a lot more valuable to the organization. And one of the ways to get people into the top 10% is this whole aspect of emotional intelligence. And if you the quick definition of that is understanding yourself and managing yourself, understanding others, and managing others. And so when you look at how smart people are, their IQ, you look at the technical expertise that they bring into the organization, and then you look at this aspect of emotional intelligence. A lot of the research, and more and more of this is coming out every day, there's you know PhD dissertations and all kind of organizations studying this. The key aspect, and we'll get Grace's comment uh, on this, um, is the further you move up in the organization, it's not just about how smart you are, and it's not about your technical expertise, but what it is is about this aspect of empowering others. It's about the relationships, about the four R's that Grace is going to talk about. How do you get results not only by yourself but um, through and with others? And the key person in this is the leader. And we like to say that the leader is the emotional thermostat for the team. They're the most contagious person on the team. So if they're focused and they're results-oriented and they have great relationships, their team will be. If they are stressed and they're tense and they're um, terse in their relationships, that's going to affect the team. And so the team is really going to mirror the leader, and that's why this whole aspect that we want to hear from Grace around talent development is so important. Now I'll mention just a couple more uh, points, and then we'll, we'll uh, bring on Grace. So one of the things as far as us being evidence-based, some of the research says that uh, about 66% of employees report that they have too little interaction with their boss. So they don't even see their boss. Their boss is in meetings, and so they don't see their boss. And as a consequence, only about one out of five know how well they're doing. One of the reasons is they don't see their boss. They think they're doing okay but they haven't either got feedback. They may not have had a current, you know, performance review. So this whole idea of talent development, you know, becomes a void, and they say, I think I'm doing okay, but I'm not really sure. And so those are some of the key aspects uh, about this. One of the things that 
uh, Kathy's sweet spot, you know, around happiness and positive psychology is what we like to call as the set point. And for many of you who are familiar with some of the research by Barbara Fredrickson, you know, you think about your set point, kind of like your weight, you know, it's a, your happiness is a set point and, uh, 50% of it is genetic and the other 50%, you know, we can change. And when you think about what can we change, only 10% is the situation. 40% is stuff that we can do something about. It's either our attitude, it's our behaviors, habits of mind, habits of your, of practice. So 40% of your happiness, um, even if genetically you don't have that, uh, positive aspect, 40% are things that we can do about. And that's really the focus here we have with the leadership development news. So, with that, Grace, let me bring you, welcome you to the call. Good afternoon. How are you today? Great, Grace. And, and where are you now? Right now? I am in Center City, Philadelphia, um, on a beautiful sunny day. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, we're really happy to, you know, have you on the show. And say a little bit of, you know, um, you know, I know you and Kathy connected. Maybe, uh, say a little bit how the two of you connected and then we'll, we'll move forward. Absolutely. So, um, during my uh, corporate tenure at Comcast, uh, Kathy and I were introduced, uh, through a mutual colleague. Kathy was working on How Happy Mother, uh, Working Mothers, uh, her book. And she was looking for women to interview, uh, professional women. So as the talent leader at Comcast, I was able to connect her with some executives both at Comcast and in the Philadelphia marketplace. And uh, we've been friends and colleagues ever since. Ah, that's great. Well, I know uh, she's done some great, great work there. And how long have you been with Comcast, or how did you do with Comcast? Well, I was with Comcast for 10 years, and I uh, was actually a consultant for them before I went on uh, board with them full-time. I had a small company uh, in the late 90s, early 2000, and after several years of consulting with the firm, they actually invited me to come on in a human resource capacity, and I was with them 10 years uh, when I made the decision to retire and restart my private practice, which I did in June of 2000. 12. Wow, so that's so so this is all kind of brand new but kind of kind of going back to your earlier roots then as a consultant. It is. It's it was a, a dream of mine, a passion of mine to uh be back as a in in private practice and honestly, um I'm so grateful for that the period of time at re-entering the corporate world, which has really been my career. I've, I've had a long tenure in a variety of companies and always in the human resource leadership talent space. So this feels like the, the perfect meeting of both my passion and my purpose, and it was a great launch, launching pad for me and great experience to have that real-world corporate experience as I've gone back out into my private practice. Well, this is, you know... Uh so exciting for for us to have you uh, on the line. A lot of our listeners, you know, are in the corporate world. They're usually in HR. They may be in uh, talent development. And so I think just your experience is, is going to be really uh, valuable. So let me just read a little bit more that I have about your, your bio, you know, before we go to our first break. So basically what we uh, have here is that you work with CEOs, executives, professionals, to achieve sustained business and personal success. You also lend your time to the Betsy Magnus Leadership Institute, and you serve on the board of the Emma uh, Bowen Foundation. Mm -hmm. You've been a recipient of many industry and civic awards. 
You're certified in the, uh, the Berkman Assessments. You hold a master's degree in human resources from American University, and it's the uh, Kogod School of Business, is that right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm just looking through this. Uh, some of the awards were the Wonder Woman by Multi Channel News and Women on the Move by Cable Facts, uh, Women in Power by Diversity Plus Magazine, Mentor of the Year by the WICT Northern California Chapter, and uh, some of the other stuff I went through. So tell us a little bit about you know the Mentor of the Year and what is that WICT? Uh, so. Um, the, the acronym WICT stands for Women in Cable and Telecommunications. Oh, okay. It's an association connected with the cable industry specifically. And that particular award was granted by one of the WICT chapters. It was a Northern California chapter. And uh, one of the, the things that I've been able to do over the course of my career is I've done a lot of public speaking and I've provided a lot of leadership speeches on a volunteer basis for organizations. Oh, okay. So that particular chapter... Uh, I had done so much in, across the country for chapters that they wanted to recognize that. And so, and I think mentoring is such an e- interesting topic because it's so broadly used as a term, but yeah. people don't always think of it the same way. Um, so I'm particularly proud of that award because it came from a chapter that uh, is very active in developing women. Well, this is exciting. I'm, I'm glad to, uh, you know, have the opportunity and Kathy, I think, will join us in a moment. Um, to talk more about this, we have some questions that we want to ask you. We want to ask about the Half Sky um, Institute. We will talk to you a little bit about who are some of the people who have influenced you. So this is Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know, and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. 
Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with Grace Kualei here. Uh, she's had a, quite a corporate career in talent development and at uh, Comcast. And so one of the things, Grace, that we'd like to start off, and then we have a series of questions we want to pick your brain about, is just who have been some of the key people who have influenced your career? That's always kind of gives us an interesting look into who you are. Sure. Well, I've been very fortunate. Um, I would say certainly my my number one influence was my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother immigrated uh, to the United States when she was 35 from Italy. My father was a uh, you in the United States Navy, and they met there. And my mother didn't uh, speak English when she arrived, and she only had a third grade education. Wow. So my mother uh, really was very focused on uh, d- helping me develop educationally, making sure that I had a command of the language. So my mother actually. Actually connected with connected me with a woman named Mary Ryan, who was at the time uh, the only woman my mother knew with a college degree. And um, I was born in 1959, so when I was a little girl, uh, when women had college degrees, they were either a teacher, a nurse, or a secretary. Mm-hmm. And Mary Ryan was a nurse, and she taught me how to read and helped me with my homework when my father was at sea. So my mother um, had the uh, intelligence, although she lacked education. She certainly had um, a tremendous she was very bright and curious, she got me connected with what I think is my first real mentor. And then I've had a series of leaders and organizations that I've been really privileged to connect with. I worked for a company called Price Club when I was in San Diego, which is now known as Costco. But that was founded by a father and son, uh, Robert and Saul Price. And Saul was an immigrant, as like my mother, and and uh, got educated here in the United States. And you know, I became one of their first 300 employees and managed to find a career with them that uh, you know took me across the country. Wow. Uh, and then you know, working for a company like Comcast, which is also founded by somewhat, you know, a small group of people who founded something that grew into this national organization. So I think the quality of the people I've worked for has been a really strong influence, and I've had amazing leaders that I've worked for, high caliber, high integrity, focused people who rewarded me for talent, for hard work, and always just pushed me a little harder than I thought. (laughs) I was further than I thought I could go, which has been a real gift to me. And, you know, Grace, it's fascinating to me that when you think about all of the things that you've done in your career, 
that here you are. And I know in our discussions over the years, you've always wanted to do something to pull women up, to teach women from a very young age mm-hmm. how important it is to live a life that really delivers on their sense of purpose. And I know that was instilled in you by your mom. But here you are, and now you have finally created this organization that I'd love you to talk about called Half the Sky. Oh, thank you, Kathy. And and it is a uh it is something that is important to me. I think that that, that value base, that passion and I, I say this a lot where my passion and my purpose have intersected and developing half the sky really does come from um, my own experience and my own desire to help women lead lead their best lives. And certainly having been in the corporate world for almost 30 years, having the opportunity to see where women sometimes um, can get in their own ways, and there's a lot of talk about that now with uh, Sheryl Sandberg's new book, but also looking at the corporate barriers that exist. And what I've wanted to do is to help fill those gaps, to help women have the awareness that they need, develop the hard and soft skills they need to continue to rise in their careers while they decide what's important to them, and also to give corporations and organizations um, a broader talent pool and also to recognize the barriers that may exist with their own talent management process in making sure that women are given a real seat at the table. You know, Grace, so I'm sure the uh, audience is also interested. So, how, so the name Half the Sky, how did you come up with that? Well, there is a uh, Chinese proverb that women hold up half the sky. And some of your listeners may be familiar with the not-for-profit organization uh, not, uh, called HalfTheSky.org that does work on developing women in um, third-world countries and develop, developing educational opportunities for me for the, uh, for these women. But Half the Sky Leadership Institute uses that same aspirational idea. I love the idea of women holding up half the sky. We represent actually more than half the population, uh, but we absolutely have our share of what we hold up, and I think creating a place where women see themselves as equal to men, that we do hold up our side, that we do create, but I love that whole aspirational lifting idea, so when I was thinking of what to name the organization, it just felt like a real home run for me. And when we um, we initially talked about your endeavor here, Grace, um, you were talking about making it possible for, for young women um, women who are up and coming leaders to participate in this and and of course, I raised my hand right away <laughs> I said, "Please take me with you right and you were gracious enough to uh, to offer me a place on on the faculty and I think one of the things that i 'd love our audience to hear about is why you are choosing to do this project and why this target audience. Well, and and it's, again, something I'm so passionate about. But, you know, in my talent role and in my career as a human resource executive, one of the gifts that I've had is I've spent 13 years facilitating a program for executive-level women in the cable industry. So there's, you know, a, a hunger and a thirst for people to develop women. But as you look at the statistics, most organizations now are focusing on development for women at the top of the pipeline. They're sending women to um, corporate, you know, universities, corporate leadership programs when they're already at the vice president or above level. And there's a lot of talk about there's not enough women on boards. I absolutely agree with all of that. But when I looked at the sheer numbers, I think the leak 
really starts in the middle of the pipeline. So um, if you'll give me, a, indulge me, I'll give you a couple of statistics. Sure. 53% of everyone who enters the workforce is a woman. When you look at the corporate sort of chain of leadership and you go to those management positions, only 37% of all managers in the United States are women. So you already have one drop from 53% to 37%. Then when you take the next step in leadership, which a lot of companies will be, say, the director to the vice president level, it drops again to 28%. So there's another 30% decrease from manager to director in the United States. So clearly this is when women are leaving the management ranks. But those same women, when you survey them, and McKinsey's done a lot of work, there's a lot of organizations that have studied this, when you ask women in that part of their career, are you interested in more? Are you interested in a big, you know, developing your career and taking the next step? 81% say yes. So what I think is there's not a lack of will and probably only just a little bit of lack of skill. We need to connect the interest of these women, the opportunities that the companies have, and start to push more women through. So if we start to address this leak in the middle of the pipeline, eventually we'll have women at the top of the pipe. So we won't be looking at only 4% of women on boards or 14% of women in the C-suite. What we'll start to see is a broader pipeline of talent coming in from the middle, and these women who are interested will be ready for those roles as they come up. Well, this is great, especially why I said it uh, earlier, Grace, just with all the evidence bases. You know, Kathy and I both love all the all the, the data and the, the research that you've come up with. So this is huge. So maybe say, a, a, you know, a little bit about, um, you know, so what are some of the kind of key things that you think, if it's not so much the the skill, you know, what what are some of the things that really do need to change to to kind of bring this about? Well, I certainly think that there are um, there are socializing issues that women face, and and there are women who certainly lack confidence. Um, you know, there's a lot of statistics that women, you know, men get promoted on on potential, and women get promoted on performance. Um, there's a lot of studies that show that men tend to ask for things more than women. So one of the things is that women aren't necessarily raising their hands or asking for the stretch assignment or willing to take the risk. Um, I remember being at a session years ago with an economist that was talking about a role that opened up at her university for a research assistant. And there were the role went to a young man, and she was really frustrated, and she went to the hiring professor and said, why didn't you hire a woman? And he said, none of the women applied. And all of these young women were waiting to be asked where the young men went and approached to that role and said, I want this job. So I think creating both a voice and having these women have ownership of their own careers, making sure that they have confidence, that they are clear on how they how they are showing up and how they need to show up in their corporate environment is an important thing. I also think that there are unconscious bias. I don't think that companies have intentional barriers. But very often, you know, you, I'll be in meetings even with current clients and they'll be talking about developing a talent management system or talking about talent in the organization. And when a high potential young woman is discussed, they might say things like, 
well, gee, she just had a baby. We don't think she'll be interested in the job. Or, you know, we're not sure her husband will relocate with her. And one of the things that I tell my clients, all of my clients, is you really need to have candid conversations with your employees and not make assumptions based on lifestyle choices, based on her age. And, and again, that's something where people think they're being helpful in the company. Well, we wouldn't want, she won't want to travel. She's a young mom. Or making assumptions that all women are going to be married and have children. You know, there's a lot of successful women who really focus on their careers and have families, and there's a lot that don't. So it's getting out of that stereotypical thinking rally that I think is important. You know, it's not only um, a, a stereotypical or archetypical, um, I'd like to say kind of bias, but there are, and Grace, you know this as well as I do, and really I'm sure you've bumped into this in your um, career, women and men deal very differently with the ideas of promotion. And one of the things that I know I've come across many, many times are men promote each other. So if you're in a room and somebody's name comes up and it's for a promotion, you're likely to have one of your buddies sitting at the table who's promoting you. Women, on the other hand, don't tend to have the social network that allows them that opportunity. So what Grace has taught many women over the years is how to create that network and how to come to the table through others' voices so that you can be heard even when you're not there. And that's so important. Is And I think what Half the Sky is really going to impact is this opportunity for women to understand distinctions that help them not only perform better, but become those what we know to be high potentials in an organization who really become the people who get promoted. Well, and Kathy, and I think you, you bring, yes, and you bring up such a great point, which is the value of networking and building. And, you know, I do a lot of speaking around the country, and one thing I always say is, you know, you should know the difference between a support group and a network. And, you know, I, I kid and say, you know, if there's wine and crying, you're in a support group. But if there's an exchange of power, information, and opportunity, you're in a network. Beautifully and, said. And you should you should have both, and you should use both. But the challenge, one of the things with women, and there's a lot of conversation about women wanting to be liked, but women will very often say, oh, yeah, I don't really like this person, so I don't need them to be in my network. And what I say is it isn't about a friendship. It is about an exchange of power, information, and opportunity. So one of the things that I'm very proud of with the design of Half the Sky is we have built a networking component into the program. It's not just something we teach and develop in our program, but there's actually an alumna component to our program to create a pull-through so that our, our graduates from our first session will pull through and connect with the graduates from the second session. This is a multi-city program, so we'll be traveling to Atlanta and other cities in the future and developing institutes there. So you become part of something. So if you travel to Philadelphia and you're a half-the-sky alumna, you'll be able to connect with women here who can help you expand your profession and personal network, and it is critical. And um, there's no longer an excuse when people say, well, gee, so-and-so's in the old boys club. I don't believe that. I believe people are in personal and professional networks, and women are just as capable of men at developing them, using them, and being um, sort of lifting themselves because they're part of it. Grace, hold on to that thought. 
We're going to be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. the boardroom to you voice america business network most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know, and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're having a delightful conversation with uh, Grace Kualei. She's the CEO and founder of Half the Sky Institute, bringing her uh, corporate experience um, at Comcast and other places to her, her new endeavor and working with, with women in, in particular. So, Grace, one of the things that we talked about you know, during the break, sounds like there's been a lot of buzz about this new book from Sheryl Sandberg, uh, and it's called Lean In, is that right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can tell it, us a little bit is. about your take on that. Well, first of all, I am so excited that this conversation about women in leadership is happening, and I 
applaud and cheer Sheryl Sandberg for starting the conversation. I think she was very uh, timely and brave to sort of put this out there as, as something to discuss. What's so interesting for me is that she and the book have been very polarizing for women. And, you know, I, I tend to be somewhat neutral in that I absolutely agree that women, you know, she talks a lot about women taking their foot off the gas and women, you know, kind of leaning back instead of leaning forward in their careers about decisions to have a family and potentially get married and what the impact of, of getting promoted might be on that. And she has a variety of things that she discusses. Um, I agree with her that women do have to own their careers and that we are accountable and responsible for how we show up. And uh, there are times when we don't ask for what we want and we aren't sitting at the table when we should be and we are too deferential. But I also do think that there's a, a broader conversation that needs to continue hap- to happen around organizational bias, unconscious bias, and some of the barriers uh, to promotion that women do really face in organizations. And some of that, again, are some of the things we talked about earlier. So uh, I am I'm disappointed that more women aren't just excited that the conversation is happening, but I, for one, uh, actually will hear her speak in person this week, and I'm looking forward to, um, you know, having her opinion help the rest of the conversation continue. One of the things that I know a lot of people are, I think, um, biased about uh, Cheryl and her book is the fact that she is a very wealthy woman who has a very different I want to say um, corporate and financial structure supporting her. And I have to tell you that when I was in the corporate world, I had the same biases against me. And it was, um, it was very, uh, I think, alarming to me that people really believed that because of your financial situation or because of your corporate standing, that you felt any less pressure than a woman who had less than you did. And I think it's very, um, I want to say, courageous of her to take a stand on this and to be able to um, deflect the arrows that are coming at her. And I'd be very curious, Grace, um, after you hear her speak, what your, you know, what your thoughts are. Well, so, uh, I, I can I tell you, you and I agree with you, with Kathy, us. and I'm I'm a big proponent that we need to stop girl-on-girl crime. Yeah. <laughs> and I think women need to be more supportive of women. We we cannot do this by ourselves. As much as networking is important, so is the ability to lift other women. Um, I stand, you know, I have the role that I have today and the organization that I have today because I've been supported and have been supportive of women. And I think that's important um, that it isn't a one sided equation. You know, you must reach back up over sideways around. So, you know, in addition to being active with women's leadership, I'm also active in my community. And, you know, I'm very excited to be involved in things that help dress for success and organizations that support Girl Scouts and organizations that help young women and women along the pipeline. So Cheryl Sandberg has started a conversation and as a woman, I applaud her and I get to have an opinion as well, but it doesn't mean that I have to dismiss dismiss her or devalue her because her choices and her opportunities have been different than mine. Well said. So uh, one of the things, and Kathy, I'd like to get your comments on this, and and Grace, I don't know if you have have a daughter. You know, I have a daughter who's almost 16, and and I also have a son, 
but from the cultural aspects, <clears throat> there's so much talk, and you know, I end up doing a lot of driving or back and forth with the girlfriends. <clears throat> They're in the back of the car, constantly talking about other girls. And you know, for me, my wife is like, "Wow, it's just—I don't know if it's—and I imagine it's a cultural thing, but there's so much about how they look, and every every conversation is seems to be well." Oh, I really like them, but you know they irritate me. I really like them, but and there's so, there's always a but about how they sing, about how they dance, and mm-hmm. you know the uh, the criticalness, you know, and being brought up around boys and teens, and then having a son is just a whole different conversation. And you know it would be interesting in your comic, especially you know with half the sky. How do how do you change the conversation earlier, you know, before people even reach the, reach the work world? Well, since Kathy has a daughter, I, I do not have a daughter. Oh, I've Grace, worked with young I, I women, but I'll, I'll let you take that one. I beg to differ with Grace. Grace has <laughs> thousands of daughters. Right. <laughs> she well, has raised many, many, many girls. Yeah, you know, one of the things, and really, it, I think there is something to be said about sort of the the, the phenomenon of um, lifting yourself up on uh, at the expense of someone else. And one of the things that I found in my career as a, as a leadership facilitator and working with women is it's very important to create level set. And I don't know how to address this problem socially with young girls, but I can tell you that there is something that when you get a group of women together who are strangers, and in, in every leadership program I've worked with, that's been the case, these women come together, one of the first things that I, I have done is to create an expectation that they have to suspend their disbelief, that they have to suspend their disbelief that anybody there will have anything important for them to say, that there will be anybody there that understands their own insecurities or vulnerability. And what I found is that everybody comes into the room looking like a million bucks and acting like they own the joint. And within two or three days, that imposter syndrome shows up, and these same women are saying, I was scared when I got here. I didn't think I fit in. Mm. Gee, you had educational credentials that are more more impressive than mine. You went to an Ivy League school that I didn't. Women have a way of qualifying out, right. and men have a way of qualifying in. Absolutely. And half the sky is about changing that conversation mm. with ourselves, and it's about changing the conversation with other women leaders, which will impact the conversation we have with our companies. And, well, and I love, I love that. Rally, qualifying I in versus qualifying out. That's great. Yeah, I didn't mean to deflect the conversation. <laughs> sure. Grace. I do have uh, a biological daughter who's now 31, and I have two uh, children who, who I have adopted in my heart uh, from my current relationship, and they are 15 and 19 respectively. And I have to say, raising them for the past nine plus years, I have learned a lot more about what this generation yeah. of, of girls, like your daughter, Relly, are, are, are talking about. And um, I find it interesting that there are so many opportunities for girls to support each other in sports, much more than uh, certainly when I grew up. And I think it's very interesting to the point that you've both made that they do find these small, insignificant pockmarks to continue to uh, kind of scratch at, if you will. And and I don't know how we can overcome that um, at this point in their lives. I think, as we all know, there's a, a growth state that both boys and girls go through. There are socialization mechanisms culturally 
that girls and boys go through, but we can certainly catch them on the, if you will, wave to adulthood and help them through that in a better and more constructive way. And I, and Kathy, just one more point on that. I think that as women are in their careers and certainly the women that, you know, we're, we're focusing on for half the sky, these high potential women with seven to ten years experience, but all women, I mean, you know, I'm 54 and I still have conversations with my contemporaries and we say, oh, I can't believe that that's, I tripped over that again. You know, I can't believe that my own insecurity, my own fear. So there are definitely messages that society give us, but mm-hmm. one of the tapes we need to really, or actually the, the soundtrack we need to turn way, way down is our own critical voice. And, you right. know, we do live, and, and really when I think about a teenager today being and bombarded with social media and Twitter and Facebook and a 24-7. I mean, I've, you know, certainly there were no cell phones when I was going to high school and, you know, you were, you were calling somebody at the house and maybe your mom picked up. There wasn't even voicemail. And now there's no way to get, you can't escape it. So I, I really don't know what the next generation of young girls will be like, but I know that if we can impact this group of young women that we're focused on for half the sky, I think we all have a better chance of having better leaders at the top and mm-hmm. better daughters on the, on the you know, coming up behind them. Oh, absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and I'll tell you what I'd love for us to talk about to keep our audience um, moving forward with us here is women and negotiating. So let's keep that in our minds as we go to break. And you're listening to Leadership Development News. Don't go away. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know, and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. 
Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with Grace Killalay, CEO and founder of Half the Sky Institute, and during the break, uh, Grace, we were talking about women in negotiation, and it was also interesting what you know you and Kathy were talking about the, the kind of the money left on the table about that. So maybe let's bring that back into this conversation. You know, so what do you what do you notice, and what do you help women do in regards to negotiation? Well, it's a great question, Relly, and I think it is. I think it's a very important thing for women to recognize that by nature, not all of us. First of all, very few of us are taught how to negotiate, but it really starts for by asking for what you want. And women are very often have that good girl syndrome, and again, it's somewhat stereotypical, but it's been my experience and certainly validated by the women that I work with. They think if they work hard, they'll be rewarded. Um, again, I mentioned earlier the economic uh, professor who talked about women not raising their hand for their role. Well, the same professor talks about women not negotiating their very first pay raise. So the very first job you get out of school, very often women, um, you know, a higher percentage of women will take whatever the initial salary is that the company offers. So let's just say it's $10 an hour. And the company says, you know, we'd like to hire you to be XYZ. The job is $10 an hour. And the woman says, thank you very much and signs on the dotted line. A young man is offered the same role, is offered $10 an hour. He's more likely to come back and say, well, what about $10.50 an hour? And it's not always yes, but oftentimes it is, and the company will pay him more. So they could literally start the same job on the same day, and he could be making $0.50 more an hour. Over time, every salary, every time we start out less, we're compounding that as we go forward. So what happens is is that women don't get, um, women take on more responsibility and don't necessarily ask for a pay increase. Their supervisors say, well, we need you to do more. Men will say, well, if I'm doing more, I'd like to be paid more. So the first part of it is asking for something and then being willing to have the conversation and not being afraid to ask for what you want, which includes, by the way, things like flexibility, work-from-home opportunities, additional vacation time, supplementing different kinds of benefits. It's not always just your base pay, stock options. There are things that men will just put on the table and ask for them and be very, very comfortable. I saw that probably more often 
in my corporate career around relocation and promotion than I had seen before. And when men would get promoted, they would more often than that, I'd say 90% of my experience would, they would come back and ask for more. And I'd say women probably only did that about 20% of the time. And then, Kathy, you had an interesting number. How much How much money has people, uh, women well, lose over the career? Statistically, and I'll let Grace chime in on this as uh, my guru on the subject, statistically, the number is women give away at a minimum $1 million in financial support when they take their first job. Now, that's in the lifetime of their career mm-hmm. because of what Grace said. They're they're very quick to feel rewarded by simply being asked to join. You see, socialization of women is a feeling of belonging to community. Mm-hmm. And so by being invited in, they're so happy that they've been asked, they don't examine what they've negotiated themselves out of. And so that $1 million is based upon a year-long, um, uh, not, not a year-long, I'm sorry, a lifetime of negotiation. Mm-hmm. That's what they've given away, $1 million, just on their first job. Wow. And, it, and, you know, it is one of the things we focus on with Half the Sky. We have a, both not only the, the, the focus on the financial element, but also for being willing to step up and ask for opportunity, access, information that will help that woman both personally and professionally. And I can say to you that my career dramatically changed, dramatically changed from a director level to my retirement as a senior vice president of a Fortune 50 company because I learned to start to ask for things. Mm. I never got super comfortable with it, not going to lie, but I learned to put a voice to, instead of being disappointed that I wasn't included in something, I, I asked, and a very quick story was that my, my experience with uh, the Center for Creative Leadership, which is a predominant and wonderful leadership program for um, leaders in the United States, I went there because I asked my boss to send me, but I asked him while I was crying because I was so angry that he had not included me in other programs, and he said to me, Grace, I've never sent you to anything because you've never asked to go. One of the most valuable lessons I've ever learned in my life and a great opportunity because I learned to ask for things. This is such a primary example uh, for our listeners of the importance of a request. And right. so many times, really, um, and I'm sure you've seen it working with me over the last yeah. <laughs> over six years. You know, I'm very good at delivering, and I'm very good at making sure that we get what we have been um, committed uh, to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are still some sex differences in how men negotiate things and how men look at things. And that's not good or bad. It's just different. And, right. and I think what half the sky, um, and Grace, please, you know, chime in here, what half the sky will really achieve for women is the gift of knowing that they are capable of doing all these things because Grace and I are not very different. We come from a very similar um, background um, with our mothers and with how we were raised and how we were uh, mentored through our careers. And I, you know, we come from the same generation. And I think it's very interesting that it took us half of our careers, more than half of our careers, two-thirds of our careers, to get to that point where we could ask. 
Um, and I think it's because of credentialing and validation and many other things that women are going to learn in Half the Sky. And I just want to use a quick quote that I love by Ello Baird. May no gift be too small to give nor too simple to receive, which is wrapped in thoughtfulness and tied up with love. And I think if women would just realize that they are such a gift to themselves, if they would just use all of the capacities, characteristics, and competencies that they have when they come to the table. So, so Grace, we're getting towards the end here. How can people hear more about Half the Sky and maybe just tell us a little bit just about the kind of as we're winding down what the program entails? Sure. So um, for folks that are interested, um, our website is halftheskyleadership.com, and we can um, all of our program details are listed on the website. We're launching our flagship cities in Philadelphia, and we're structured um, over a four-month period. We provide three two-day in-person learning opportunities and two webinars. So we are giving women the opportunity to come in, be assessed, We'll do work with their organizations in terms of them developing an individual development plan and giving them the skill development that they need in a way that they can layer it and go back and use in their organizations. So we're very excited that this flagship program is launching here in Philadelphia, and we will be in Atlanta in 2014, um, which is our second city for the Institute, and we have a stellar faculty that is both diverse in terms of uh, experience, educational backgrounds, we know Dr. Kathy Greenberg is part of our faculty. Um, we have women who have a broad cross-section of experience, both corporate and academic, and couldn't be more delighted to be launching this program April 16 here in Philadelphia. And then what those that's the first two days, uh, April 16th. Yes, April 16th and April 17th are our first two days, and we're kicking off here uh, with our inaugural program uh, with uh, a group of women that also represent across industry, and that's the other really exciting thing about our program is that we're bringing women in from lots of different industries so they get to learn. They'll have different functional expertise. So we have we have attorneys. We have women who come from healthcare, We have women who come from technology, media companies. It's a really wonderful cross-section of skills. And what we think what we'll be able to do is create this incredible new network of women who will then um, not only connect with our first class, but our second program will start in October here in Philadelphia. So we'll have a second session. So we'll have um, just under 100 alumna by the end of this year of Half the Sky in Philadelphia. We're very excited about that. Well, Grace, this has been fascinating. Relly, thank you for always making our shows so exciting and um making our guests feel so welcome. This has been an honor to have you, Grace, and we know that Half the Sky is going to be a fabulous success, and we look forward to hearing from you in the future. Thank you both so much. You're welcome, and this has been Leadership Development News. Keep tuning in to tune up your performance, and we'll see and hear you again next week. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.